And so, one calendar year comes to a close. Sometimes, many times, the end of December brings me quite naturally to reflecting on the time that has passed and the time that is coming. So if you are craving some richness this time of year, or you simply don't want to go out and are looking for something to do, I've got you covered in this episode. Stay tuned as we explore my favorite fun and or reflective, but always soul rich practices for taking stock of one year and turning into the next. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. Do you crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things, but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Aimé Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007. I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing that internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. Hi, welcome. If you are a regular listener to the Own Your Intuition show, you know that I often start out by reading some of the comments I've received about past shows. This week, I got a text about last week's episode, number 18, that said, I laughed until I cried. The image of you dancing is gonna stick with me for a while. <laughs> and another from Kim who said, I just love your podcast. I just listened to the episode on visionaries, number 18, and so much resonated with me and so many thoughts came to mind. I'm thinking again about positionality and those who are safe to be radical disruptors and those who are not. I'd love to chew on this more. Thank you for your wisdom and insights. I am a new follower of your podcast. Thank you, as always, to those of you who reach out to tell me how the show has touched you. I value every kind comment. And to those of you who continue to tell me you are sharing my podcast with others, yay. Thank you. I'm so glad it's resonating. 
So this week, I want to talk about mining the riches of the end of the calendar year. Starting in my 20s, every year around this time, I used to think about how this calendar end in the dead middle of winter seemed so arbitrary to me. It doesn't coincide with any natural seasonal changes. And the older I've gotten, I'm like, we are supposed to want to whoop it up and get together with blowers and streamers in the height of winter at midnight right now. Who wants to stay up that late when it's so dark this time of year and it's naturally taking you inward? Perhaps it's lame, but in the last decade, I've actually been to a handful of New Year's Eve parties that ended before midnight. (laughs) And I didn't mind at all. I still feel that way, I guess, how the end of the calendar year seems to coincide with nothing. But I guess I also don't care anymore either. Some years, I am inspired to use this moment, this end of a particular year, to reflect. You all have already heard me talk about in episode number 16, how I find this time of year so rich with goodness, how much I love the silent, velvety darkness of these winter days. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, you might find it comforting or inspiring as others have reached out telling me they have, especially if the winter months are hard for you. Since we passed the winter solstice, I know it's already getting lighter, even if only by seconds each day, but it's still dark. Where I live, it's really dark. Not only am I far north in Washington state, so sunset is around 4.30 p.m., but on the island I live, practically the only streetlights we have are in our two-block small town. We don't even have one green, yellow, red stoplight on our whole island. We have about two blinking red lights that hang over what we call our highway (laughs) and are intended to remind you of important stop signs that you are approaching. And that's it. So in this time of year, when we circulate from place to place at night, it is dark, for real dark, like practically how dark it must have been before the industrial age, except for all the Christmas lights, of course, which do make an impression in this darkness. Just anecdotally, if you are listening to the Own Your Intuition show from afar, We actually have a pond on our island that is shaped like a deer. And at this time of year, the perimeter is lined in white lights with a red light for a nose. I'll put a link to some pictures or an article on it in the show notes. It's pretty special. It's definitely worth a drive down Cemetery Road at night if you live here. But I love this darkness. It turns me inward over and over again, year after year. What I naturally do this time of year is look inside. 
with the blanket of night all around, the evenings beckon me to reflect, knit, and do other creative activities. Enjoy my family's company by the fire and to sleep more and earlier. It's honestly one of my favorite times of year. This darkness is so rich and cozy to me. I happen to have a lot of family who live in Alaska, which is even darker, longer than it is where I live. The sun is rising in Anchorage these days just after 10 a.m. And it is setting around 3.40 p.m. One of my aunts sent this completely picturesque photo of her cabin at night to our family WhatsApp group the other evening. Their cabin is located in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. I'm making that name up, of course, but there are no roads into it. It is that isolated. They use a snowmobile or a four-wheeler to get there. In the picture, there was snow, the dark, almost black of giant evergreen trees at night, and a beautiful wood cabin with a few strings of Christmas lights hung on the deck, all set against the midnight blue of night. One of my cousins, Diana, who grew up largely in Africa, commented saying, having not grown up with seasons, I don't really miss them. She currently lives in Costa Rica. But I do appreciate the beauty and the variety and recognize the feelings that they garner inside of me. This photo makes me cozy, calm, and warm inside. Perfect summation of this time of year, I think, for me. Like many others, the end of December also brings me quite naturally to reflecting on the time that has passed and the time that is coming. So if you are craving some richness this time of year, or if you simply don't want to go out and are looking for something to do, I've got you covered in this episode. This is Amy Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition show. And today we are talking ideas for making the most of an ending of a calendar year and a new beginning of one. My passion, exuberance, and depths of my end-of-year reflection ebbs and flows from year to year. But today, I'm going to talk about some of the favorite practices I've had throughout the years. My all-time favorite is the bucket list. Invented by one of my sisters and stepmom, or at least invented in my world by them, they may have gotten the idea from elsewhere, Your bucket list is where you put all of the things that you'd like to do in the next year. The way that I, we, have used this is not as an I must clean the garage type of list. It's for the things that bring you joy, curiosities that you have, or experiences that you think might be fun or enjoyable and or things along these lines that you've always wanted to do but haven't gotten to or would like to do again. For example, one year I had on my bucket list 
pay solid attention to my herb garden. This means plant cilantro and dill continuously so that we have it all summer. Plant several batches of parsley. Water (laughs) and figure out the best way to dry or store our garden spices. Even though it is a to-do item, it's an activity that brings me joy and something that every summer prior I had thought, I wish I had done that. I wish we had a batch of fresh cilantro coming up now. Or in the winter months, I've thought, I wish I had harvested more oregano this year. This year, if I do a bucket list, I might have plants, flowers in the spring. I always get to the propagating of my annual flowers late. I know I'd have a better crop if I actually planted them in the spring instead of waiting until halfway through June or even the beginning of July to do so. Again, this is something that actually brings me great joy. The flowers do. So it makes the list. I remember in years past, my sister and stepmom would have something like try a certain recipe on their list. Since I loathe cooking, this kind of thing never makes my bucket list, but you get my drift. The bucket list is comprised of small, actionable items that you could actually accomplish within the next 12 months. It's neither obligatory in nature, nor is it something giant like start a global movement. I mean, I suppose you can use your list however you want, but I want it to be satisfying and doable. So I leave big sweeping visions off of it. I also do not use it for work things or even family goals. It's simply just little things that I believe would add joy to my life or that I am curious to try. If I don't get to all of them, oh well, no biggie. Another one of my favorite practices is the four-year plan or the five-year plan or whatever number of years that you are inspired to look out at. I started this practice when my youngest, my daughter, was born. At that time, I called it my four-year plan, knowing that I was going to be home with my kids for a significant part of my days for the next roughly four years. I wanted to make sure that I was also, in whatever itty-bitty increments I had then, moving forward on a big picture of my life. So four years out, when my kids were more or less both going to be in school, I wasn't sitting around building my business up again from scratch. By that time, I intended my work would have ramped up to support me in the way that I wanted it to. And it would be a front burner activity already in place, especially while the kids were at school. To me, it gave me the confidence also to know that however much my life was spent wiping bums and fixing snacks at that time, during the in-between of those moments, I was veering in a direction that I intended. And that It was a direction I had chosen with forethought and excitement. So when I have a several year plan in place, this is the time of year I especially allow myself to take stock 
of that plan. Evaluate where I'm at in it and see if there are tasks that I need to step up this year. Again, review what has been and set in place what will be. But more than that, I take this time to envision. I allow my mind free range to imagine the possibilities I want to create and to examine how they will look and feel. I start celebrating my accomplishments early in my head, enjoying how I will feel when they finally come to pass. It is a lovely experience, all of it. Another one, another practice that I love and seems popular in recent years is coming up with a word for the year ahead. It's a word that comes to you about your life and what you'd like to see or experience in your life for the next year. I'm totally blanking right now on words that I have used in the past, but this year my word is embodiment. It's meaningful and special to me, as your word should be to you. This is a word just for you. You can choose to tell others or not. You can keep it secret or tell the world. Up to you. This year, what also arose when I thought about my word for next year was an action word. Simplify. When my word for next year made itself known, not long afterward, the word simplify came to me, and I realized that it was in direct response to my other word, embodiment. It was sort of like a how-to word to get where I see myself going. This is Amy Cartier, and you are listening to the Own Your Intuition show. And if you've just joined us on Voice of Vashon Radio, today we are talking ideas for making the most of an ending of a calendar year and a new beginning of one. Then there is the practice of looking back. Before moving forward, I sometimes find it helpful to look behind me, to look and understand what has just been. I think it helps the slate actually get clean for forward movement. You can do this like I do often. Get a candle, a notebook, pen of choice. You can tell that pens are important to me since I actually say pen of choice. And a quiet space. If possible or inspired, add a crackling fire and a warm beverage. Or you can ask these questions of your family members around the dinner table or with a small group of friends or all of those scenarios. Questions that I am excited to explore this time of year when one calendar year is turning to the next are, what did I love about this year that is completing? What totally sucked about this year? What wisdom did I learn or gain from the experiences I had this year? What was this last year truly about for me? In what ways have I changed? In what ways has this year forged a new or clarified a path for me? All that brings me to the last practice I'll mention today. 
by way of peppering you with possible inspirations for a soulful inquiry for your own self. I call it prayerful visioning. You heard me mention in episode 16, my sacred start or sacred pause practice. This is sort of similar. It's not an activity with a specific goal and outcome in mind. It's also not a list. I keep it loose. Instead of coming up with my business list of I will do this, that, and this next year, I've been instead sitting with more of a blank slate, exploring the places or experience that my inner vision tells me I'm going toward, and asking more open-ended questions. Questions like, Divine Benevolent Source, how would you have me serve the highest good in the year ahead? Or, What is the coming year about for me? Or divine benevolence or highest self, insert whatever your current power words are here. What knowing, what focus would you have me bring into the year ahead? Or sacred source, is there anything that you would like me to know as we close out one year and move to the next. I listen. I journal. Sometimes the impressions come to me the moment I ask. Sometimes they filter in over time. When I'm driving down the road, for example, or when I'm cooking dinner for my family. The practice is to make time and space for visioning. For letting your mind wander and float freely and to ask questions that are inspiring to you about the time to come. You can, of course, use my list, the questions that I just suggested, or create your own. Know that even if you are listening to this episode on Voice of Vashon right now, the episode is archived in case you'd like to have your journal handy to write down some of the ideas, questions, or internal observations that have come about as a result of listening to this episode. Also know that the Own Your Intuition show is available wherever you get your podcasts, so you can listen again there too. So as we close out one calendar year and move to the next, I wish you great internal satisfaction, whether for you that means sitting with a journal and a cup of tea, going deep and writing out these answers, or it means doing nothing at all. Time ebbs, flows, ideas, inspirations, callings change. I wish you peace with wherever you are right now, and a feeling of goodness for what lies ahead. Big love to all of you. Thank you for being here with me this year. This is Amy Cartier, and you have been listening to the Own Your Intuition show. Thank you for joining me for this show. If you like what you heard, might you 
consider doing me an itty bitty favor? It only takes a few seconds to five star the Own Your Intuition podcast wherever you listen to yours. If you're really feeling generous and want to spread the love to those you love, or maybe you want to have a journaling partner for today's questions or organize your own little women's gathering to explore today's questions, send a link with this episode to your friends or sisters or mothers or neighbors. If you feel inspired right now to harness more of your own intuition, I've got a free audio for you entitled, What is Intuition? How to Tell the Difference Between the Voice of Your Intuition and Your Fear-Based Ideas. You can find the link to download it in the show notes. If you're empathic, I've been guiding empaths for years. I've got some freebies and an empath core tools on demand program for you as well. I'll put the links in the show notes. See you soon. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.